In the last episode that I put out I was talking about how necessary it is for fishermen who cannot go to sea to use that time to mend their nets and it was that episode was specifically targeted at entrepreneurs who are sort of going through a turmoil during this global pandemic thing and uh, like most people say inspiration will always find you whether you're looking for it or not you just need to know when to act on it and even to identify it so last week if you listen to that episode what i said is i saw um a saying on someone else's whatsapp status a friend of mine and when i went to google this saying i actually noticed that it's uh, a popular saying i actually didn't know about it just to be honest and the one thing that caught my attention was the fact that people had even written articles about it and the reason why i'm referring to that is uh, it's a bit ironical because after i posted that episode i sort of took a sabbatical i haven't been posting if you're on this podcast you can actually see the lapse in posting between that last episode and this one and to be honest i can't really explain what happened i've just been caught up in uh, caught up with a lot especially when it comes to creating content if you've never been to this podcast uh, i just got an email from apple and uh, they were saying that our podcast is now available in more countries my mind was blown because i didn't know just how far my voice was going and the kind of people that were listening to this and just to mention a few just to mention a few countries that now have access to this gumzo africa podcast we have afghanistan we have bosnia we have cameroon we have cote d'ivoire democratic republic of the congo we have gabon we have georgia we have iraq kosovo maldives montenegro morocco myanmar nauru rwanda serbia tonga vanuatu vanuatu yeah and then zambia so to me this came as a a bit of a surprise i knew the muscle that uh, apple podcast has but i just didn't think of it um, from that perspective sometimes you just create content and put it out there and hope that whoever connects with it listens and for this podcast i know this does not mean that now there are people who are already listening in it just gives me a wider scope of things that i can talk about if you listen to the first few episodes on this um, podcast you noticed you must have noticed that they were sort of targeted at uh, Ke- the kenyan market and sometimes as a creator you get you sort of underestimate the power of your voice or the power of the creation that you're putting out there and in case you're wondering what i was doing um, the entire week i've been trying to make sure that uh, our youtube channel is also active because of this social distancing thing i'm sort of a one man team right now and that is uh, mostly the reason why these podcasts are usually 10 minutes or 20 minutes maximum and it's by design because 
there's just so much that you can do alone. Anyway, I hope that makes sense. And let's get into today's conversation. So this episode is going to be best off of the Kenyan market, mostly because that is what I had prepared for you today. And it has uh, two angles. So number one, I'm going to talk about the real estate market. And then number two, I'm going to talk about education. I know this channel is all about business and tech. But in this conversation, I'm going to focus on the business side of these two topics that I've just mentioned. So if you live in Kenya, you already know, if you live in Kenya or you follow news from Kenya, you must have seen um, a conversation earlier this week. And it was about um, this real estate company that has sort of, that is sort of running a scam or a scandal. There is a scandal that involves a real estate company. And the business model that this real estate company employs is off-plan. So what that means is a developer comes to you and talks to you into talks you into buying into his vision. So what they usually do is they come up with a, a project. They first of all secure land, and then once they secure the land, and it's tricky because I was even looking at some of the pointers or some of the conversation points that people are having online and they were pointing accusing fingers at this farm and they were saying in as much as they claim to be developing this property for people who have already paid even the land that this property was being developed on had not been fully paid for anyway i'm gonna try and just talk you through the whole situation so that it makes sense i don't want to get ahead of myself so in Kenya, there's this company called Banda Homes. And if you look at the people who own the company, they are people, they are familiar faces. We've seen them before. One of them, uh, I'm not going to mention names, but I remember seeing him in another company called Dinara Homes. And they were claiming how they sort of hacked a way to have access to land and having other people help them pay for that land. So... In this Banda Homes situation, what um, the, this whole hulabalu or this whole conversation around it came when a Kenyan TV station, Citizen TV, ran a piece, a news segment, and they were interviewing people who had invested in this Banda Homes schemes. So just to explain to you the context of how the Banda Homes schemes work is they have this off-plan projects. They come to you and tell you, look, we are building these houses and they are going for X amount. If you buy in at this stage of development, you're going to pay, I think it was 3.9 million Kenya shillings. But if you wait for the houses to be done, you're going to have to pay more. And what that means is if you're helping them get this project off the ground, then the least they can do for you is to make less on less money on you and uh, they managed to get people to give them up to 3.9 billion Kenya shillings so when Citizen TV interviewed um, the people who had invested in this project they were saying that uh, there were projects that were supposed to be delivered by 2019 early no one had received a house 
And despite that being the case, they were still signing up more people. So the company owners came out and said that uh, they had obviously underestimated the time it was going to take to build the houses and also how much it was going to cost to build a house. That makes you wonder if that is really... Um, if the fault in that case lies with the person who was investing or the company that had underestimated the cost. So these guys obviously approached the TV station. They were like, what we are doing right now is consolidating our efforts and going to court. So Citizen TV went and interviewed um, these investors and everyone had their point of argument because they were saying, as investors, they were even in one WhatsApp group. And every time someone sort of kept, someone asked pressing questions, the owners of the company would remove them from the WhatsApp group. So being the smart people they are, every time they were being removed, they were also creating their own WhatsApp group without including now the owners of the company. And it was sort of their small forum where they could discuss issues and try and figure out if they're going to get their money back or even get the property. The company had already started building some of the houses. And even in the new segment, you could see the houses. The problem, however, is the quality of the houses was not the same as that that was promised to them. I remember one of the investors was touching the lintel. So if you don't know what a lintel is, is usually have a wall when you're building a house. Of, <laughs> you have a wall, and then there's that space between that wall and the roof. So it usually needs to be stronger than the general wall. So one of the investors was sort of touching that lintel and sort of crushing it with his bare hands. And that is how they were demonstrating how weak the houses that this company had built were. So I did a video, I did a YouTube video um, on the same, and I think it, it's, it's, one, it's among the best performing videos on our channel. If you've ever been to YouTube, please visit youtube.com forward slash the Kenyan Entrepreneur. And you can even check out um, like a broader aspect, a broader aspect of that particular video. I did two parts on it. Number one, I did a comparison between people who buy off-plan property vis-a-vis -vis people who buy already built houses. And I was doing a comparison between this 4 million Kenya shillings house and a 34 million Kenya shillings house that uh, we had filmed sometimes late 2019. And I was trying to run a comparison. And uh, the reaction on it, the conversation around it is really good. So if you ever have the time to go to YouTube, feel free to go and check it out. The other aspect that I was covering in that particular video was the role that media plays when it comes to pushing such schemes. Because 90%, if not more, of the people that actually buy into these schemes get to hear about them in mainstream media. And what usually happens is every time there's a, a failed deal or if something goes wrong, there are two um, media personalities, the most influential media personalities in Kenya, who, who usually end up being dragged into that conversation. What people forget is these are media people, and every time they're talking about a product, the company they work for has already been paid 
for that. So it's actually their duty. That is what they're paid for when it comes to this whole situation. So you can't really blame them. Again, there's a part two video on this whole conversation on my YouTube, so feel free to go and check it out. The other aspect of this episode that I mentioned when I started was uh, education. And today, after I had done our daily Thursdays, actually yesterday, I'm filming this at around 5 minutes to 2 a.m., so I'm going to say yesterday. So yesterday, after I had posted a video on YouTube, someone forwarded me a link, and when I followed it, it was a Twitter link. Now, if you listen to any episodes on this podcast, you already know that Twitter is among the first few, the first social media platforms that I usually go to every morning. I just need to know. I, okay, so we live in interesting times. You need to know what is happening. And the best way to do that is to go on Twitter. So you check the trending topics. And my reasoning every time I go on Twitter is I don't want the government to issue a lockdown and I end up being on the other side of the lockdown. So that is usually the main reason why I go there. Besides that, I don't um, have much use for it except for when it comes to tweeting links to our videos and even our podcasts. So it's a good platform. I actually find it useful mostly because regardless of the usual sponsored hashtags, like I said in, uh, I think, episode two, I usually find it easier for genuine conversation to make it. So even if you have these sponsored hashtags, there's always going to be a genuine hashtag that is trending. So that is the one you want to look out for. Experience it. I think the best way to understand how Twitter works is just experiencing it. Anyway, so I followed this link that I was sent for. And when I looked at it, it was a Twitter link. And the conversation on that link was revolving around a private school in Kenya called Brookhouse. So what Brookhouse has done is uh, they've continued uh, having classes even during this um, global pandemic thing that is ongoing. And the way they've been doing that is by running online classes. So parents were like, okay, we don't mind you guys having these classes because at the end of the day, it's your school and you are best um, placed to know how your curriculum or your teachers can give value to our students. What we are asking for is a reduction in the school fees. And they even took this school to court. There is uh, an article that I saw on Daily Nation. So Daily Nation is a Kenyan newspaper or a media house, by a media house owned publication. So the media house is Nation Media Group, and then Daily Nation is one of their newspapers. But they also have like an online version. So the article I saw was uh, one where the school had been ordered to offset 50% on students or pupils' school fees. And this led, uh, obviously, a court being involved means there's a court case that is ongoing. So the one thing that was trending today and the thing that got uh, this person's attention enough for them to send me this link was the minutes that had been posted. Somehow, I don't know how these things happen. You see um, a letter to a government official being posted online, you see any 
kind of press statement published online. Now it makes you even wonder how these minutes got to Twitter. Anyway, on this particular uh, minutes, the two page was it two pages? Yeah, on this two page uh, minute document, the one thing that caught my attention was actually two things. Number one, the lawyers, now the representatives of uh, the school or the owner of the school, were saying um, that their school is a top tier school and it's actually a brand. So by you, by them accepting or having your student there, then you need to understand that it's not just a school, it's a brand. And then the other thing, um, they were saying that if you actually don't buy into what they're selling, you have another option. And it's you just leaving and choosing to go to another school. Of course, there are quite a number of uh, points in that particular document. And they vary from the school saying that they even have a relief fund. So what this, no, they call it a distress fund. So what this means is as a, as a parent in the school, what you can do is go and take a loan or sort of some financing that you can pay later or offset later the moment things go back to normal. And then the other thing they were talking about is they are a business at the end of the day. In as much as it's a school, they are a business. And the last thing on their mind, or the one thing that is never on their mind, is having a business that is running on a loss. So what the owner was saying through his lawyers was he'd rather have 40% population paying 100% of what they're asking for as opposed to having 100% of the population paying 40% of what they expect. So at the end of the day, that was an interesting conversation to read and even be a part of because I also did a video on that. It was more of a reaction video. And if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it on YouTube, please be advised that I'm not very good when it comes to making reaction videos, mostly because I'm not very good with uh, facial and sound um expressions when it comes to making those reaction videos i find it easier for people who are loud and expressive to do better reaction videos but you can go and check it out it doesn't hurt so this episode is not yes it's structured but it's more of a must do a must do episode it's just me trying to get back in the groove of creating more episodes I want to develop the discipline muscle that allows me to record an episode every day. So I hope you stick around. I hope you get to listen to the other episodes if this is the first time you're listening to an episode on this podcast. And feel free to like, share, subscribe. Uh, this platform allows for you to respond with the voice message. So if whatever you're talking about makes sense, then you can have it in the next episode. And please note that by sending us a voice message, you're already giving us permission to use that voice note in our next episodes. In case you're new here, hi, my name is Sebastian, and I just want to officially welcome you back to the Gumzo, or wel- welcome you, or welcome you back to the Gumzo Africa podcast. Around here, we talk about what is happening in the business and tech spaces. We evolved. Initially, we used to talk about business, health, and tech. 
But as of now, we're only talking about business and tech. So the good thing with business and tech is it cuts across all industries. So if we get any exciting news or conversation or pieces of conversation that we feel like we can talk about on this podcast, then we're going to do so. Anyway, I think it's time for me to go and clock in. So I'll see you again tomorrow. Peace out. (laughs) 